you can earn pro status right away. Maybe not in the divisions that require a lot of muscle if you simply don't have the muscle to meet the criteria. But if you do, you sure can. And I've seen people fly, even the two-step federations. I've seen people go from local stage, national stage, and right into the pros. But what does that even mean, this idea of going pro? Bodybuilding about selfies, steroids, magazines, and muscles? How do I become a successful pro bodybuilder or fitness competitor? Where do I even start if I'm new? And the biggest question of all, what are the judges looking for anyway? Even today with the internet, many people first discover bodybuilding by word of mouth. The lack of regulation has caused a boom of unqualified coaches, scattered info, biased advice, dangerous protocols, and posing trends that are a hot mess. After 20 years in the business, I have seen it all. Week after week, I'm going to talk about taboo topics that get swept under the rug, provide you tips and strategies to gain a competitive edge and stand out on stage in any division or federation. I'm going to answer all the burning industry questions without the bias. I have competed across six federations, earned pro status in three, and judged in two. I've coached posing and choreography for men and women in all federations and divisions. I know just how much competing means to you. I'm your host, Michelle Welcome, and you are listening to the Everything Else in Bodybuilding podcast. Be sure to download your free guide, Five Things Every Bodybuilder and Fitness Competitor Needs to Know Before Your Next Show at eenbb.com. That's www.eeinbb.com. Welcome to the Everything Else in Bodybuilding Show. I'm very excited you're here. Welcome back. Welcome back. Now, one of the most common things people ask me is, how do I earn a pro card? I want to be a pro. I'm about to do my first show and I want to win. And where do you think my physique fits best so I can win a pro card? It's all about the pro cards. I'm going to tell you that most often, I'm going to tell you, it's going to take more than just a great physique with low body fat levels. Now, don't think you can't earn a pro card at your first show since there are federations with a one-step process to going pro where that can, and it does happen. But usually, I find that you need strategy to present your best total package and for there to be enough time to develop it, especially in federations where the road to achieving a pro card is a two-step process, which I'll explain later, where there are a greater number of competitors competing. Your physique might be good. You might have chosen the right division for your body type, but you might not have enough refinement in your overall package to look the part. And so I want to do, I, I want to share a few neat stories on how to look the part, depending on the federation you choose and what the roads for going pro are like for the different federations. You can earn pro status right away. Maybe not in the divisions that require a lot of muscle if you simply don't have the muscle to meet the criteria. But if you do, you sure can. And I've seen people fly, even the two-step federations. I've seen people go from local stage, national stage, and right into the pros. But what does that even mean? this idea of going pro. Let me tell you a quick story. I worked with a client, Megan, who had competed before, but could never break the top five at her shows. I think she even came in last place at one of her shows or didn't even place. She had a great physique, beautiful muscle, great symmetry, full quads, tight abs. She had real, all really great features. She had been trying for years and she was discouraged. She reached out one day because she wanted help and she just really wanted to win a show. 
as her last resort, she hired me to help her. And one of the first things I noticed was the very odd shapes she was making with her poses. And you're going to hear me say that that term shape quite often when it comes to posing. So she was making these odd shapes she made with her poses. She was competing in the figure division. And regardless of the federation, figures looking for an X-frame with a broad shoulders, wide lats, a small waist. And then to complete the X with the lower body, you should show fullness in your quads and legs that match the level of development that you have with your upper body. So forget how much muscle she had or how low her body fat level was. Megan's posing made her look pear-shaped, not an X. She had those beautiful quads and toned abs, but the way she was positioning her upper body, it made her back look narrow and her shoulders look small. Think about that shape for a minute and what the judging criteria calls for. If the judges are looking for an X-frame and you're posing like a pear, you will never win, ever. Don't care how lean you get, how expensive your suit is, your hair, your makeup, all the costs that went into that, or all the sacrifices you made to get on stage. You will never win. I don't care if it's a federation with a one-step process to going pro, like the WBFF, WNBF, or OCB, or a federation where it's a two-step process like the NPCIFBB. One step means you can compete on a local stage and win a pro card. A two-step pro card stage means you place in a local show as a way to qualify for a national stage where only there can you get a pro card. If you are posing like a pair, you probably won't even make it past the first stage of a two-step process to going pro. So my point with Megan's story is that she wasn't even cracking the top five because her overall package wasn't refined. And what I mean, what I mean by refined is that it wasn't a quick fix for Megan to make these new shapes. She had two issues now. First, she was used to positioning her body in a certain way and now had bad habits. This happens so much more often than you than you know. I work with a lot of people, men and women, and happens all the time. I have to unwind these bad habits. And I also see this as a judge for professional men's bodybuilding. The deal breaker can often be the lats and the inability to open them. Sometimes something so simple can be so critical. So for Megan, she needed advanced refinement and she was willing to put the work in to make it happen. She just needed to know how to do it. So after eight weeks of following my protocols, bam, after about eight weeks, she not only had developed the mental engagement she needed to make an X-frame with her posing, she also developed a lot more confidence in the process. Go figure. She was like a completely different person, you guys. She got it. She did it. She knew she looked good. And she was now ready to try again on stage. So at her next show... Not only did she break top five, you guys, she won first place and her pro card. This is, a, this is a true story, one of my favorite stories. And it really just shows that posing really does win shows. And assuming your physique is on point, of course, this is assuming your physique is on point, can't be a hot mess express. Your physique has to be on point. And if it is, Posing really does win shows. So Megan's story shows that you have, you can have a great physique, but physique, but something might be missing that's holding you back from your highest potential. If you leave no stone unturned in creating your best package, you totally can can become a pro. So as you know, I have earned pro status in three dramatically different federations. So I say dramatically because literally the scoring requirements and what the judges are looking for are nothing alike in these three federations. So when I say there are options in bodybuilding, I really mean it. One pro guard was in a federation with traditional bodybuilding 
type of scoring. The second was judged by industry professionals and photographers who were looking for more mainstream marketability. And the third was a federation where Victoria's Secret meets fitness meets fashion. In fact, after a few years, this third federation I'm talking about, it's, it's called the WBFF, they took out the word bodybuilding from their title completely because they wanted to distinguish themselves from traditional bodybuilding competitions. I remember this was about 10 years into competing, and I had tried pretty much every federation prior to this one. I remember this one time I was in shape, and I wasn't doing anything extreme with my diet and nutrition. I remember being at my cousin's wedding on a Saturday and having a piece of cake and a glass of wine. I might have had a cookie or two, since I do love a good cookie. And by the way, my Aunt Shirley makes the best ones. The best. And after every show, she always had some waiting for me too, so I, she always brought me a bag. But anyways, so later that weekend, I find out that there's a show being held in Boston that might be fun to try. I wasn't in contest shape, but I was in decent shape, and I decided to try the show and just have fun with it. The first time I competed, to just have fun. And I can still hear the song playing through the speakers as I entered the stage for my individual walk. It's something like that. So I stop at the back of the stage, and I look out at the audience and take a deep breath. I just scanned the audience, and I just said, wow, I did it. I'm here. And I had a genuine smile on my face, and I was totally present for the first time. It was 10 years of competing for me. And this was the first time I did a show for fun. And I was just so happy to be there. I was so happy that I could still do it 10 years in and it wasn't this battle. And I just had fun. And I just took a deep breath. And I remember that. And I didn't have any expectations because I was in shape, but I knew I wasn't that lean. You know, I, you could see my abs, but I, I really wasn't super tight. So I just, you know, I wanted to have fun and try a new federation. So when it came time for the trophies, you know, they started counting down the top five placement, fifth place, fourth place, third place. And then there it was, I got second place. I, I was so excited to play second. <laughs> I wasn't expecting to place anything. I was just so excited. Wow, I got second place. And here's where it gets really cool. No, I didn't win first pit place, but as we were exiting the stage, the MC, he calls out to me and he says, stick around because the judges want you to be included in the comparisons for the overall title. And this was huge because the overall winner earned a pro card. And I thought it was odd because I've never competed in a federation where somebody who wasn't first could go to an overall. And I thought it was odds, but eh, I just went with it. So I was being asked to share a stage with the winners from all three classes. And I just decided to go with it and have fun. So I was excited. I was like, wow, okay, cool. I'm going to pose and have a great time posing. So all three winners are called out. And there I am standing with them on stage, vying for an overall title. And I'm just like, okay, let's do this. And once the judges took us through a round of posing, the MC announces the overall winner. No surprise, it was not me. And, and I wasn't surprised because, well, I remember I was second place. I was just happy to be there. So the winner was the first place winner from my class, the girl who beat me in my class. So I turn and I hug her because I'm so excited. 
I just met her and you make a lot of new friends in the sport and you're just happy because you know how much it takes to get there. So I turned to her and I just give her a big hug because she not only won the overall, she won her pro card and I was just so happy for her. Meanwhile, as we're hugging, we're interrupted by the MC again. He calls out my name. You know, me, I'm who. So I turn to face him and the rest of the judging panel. And he then says, congratulations, you have also earned your pro card. You guys, it was like something out of a movie. I didn't even see it coming. I just remember my arms flying up. I was like, woo, and I'm turning and I'm hugging the other girl. I got, I got the pro card and I turned to the judges and I'm like, thank you. And I'm so excited. I'm like, wow, how did this even happen? And I'm leaving the stage like, what the heck just happened? But wow, thank you. <laughs> so remember, this was something that was not a traditional bodybuilding stage. This was a completely different federation, completely different vibe. The music was different. The stage was different. Everything was different. The judging clearly was different. And the moral of the story is, although I wasn't the leanest on stage that day, my overall package and presentation earned me that pro card that day. So yes, your physique matters. Your posing matters. Your energy that you portray on stage matters. It all matters. To what level depends on the federation and and the division. So if you choose a stage where your overall appearance is a huge chunk of your score, you better spend some more time on what I call the everything else. If you're in a more traditional bodybuilding category, your important takeaway is that how big your smile is, is not going to matter as much as how well you execute those mandatory poses. Those need to be on point and you should be able to do them in your sleep and you better be able to hit them and stick them. You will look unprepared otherwise, truly. If you can nail your physique, your posing, and your stage presence, you are likely to go pro at some point. So I want to tell you the second part of this. I'm going to teach a lot, especially in the first half of this entire show. I'm going to teach a lot of concepts and principles. But what I want to talk about now is what it actually means to be a pro. I've got my pro card, got my pro card. What does that mean? I'm so blessed in hindsight, you guys, that I have competed in six federations. It's only because of having this firsthand experience that I can now share what it truly, what it truly, what truly makes the federations different. I'm against competing where it's not the right fit for you. Truly. Not every federation is going to be the right fit for you. And for whatever reason, the vibe, the judging process, the standards of the physiques, whatever it is, you might just not enjoy competing somewhere. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. There is what I think is odd this odd idea of loyalty to a federation. Oh, they've been loyal all these years. Um, oh, you're going to go leave this federation. You're not being loyal. And I'm sure this is going to offend people, but whatever. It is what it is. And believe me, I'm going to tell you why. So here goes. Unless you are in the top 1% of the fitness industry and have a strong influence on social media, you aren't going to make a ton of money as a pro. You might not make any money at all for that matter. Let me say it again. Most pros don't make any money from competing. This is a big concept. It's a big principle to understand. The truth is you will not make money. I can't think of another sport that pros don't all earn some sort of paycheck. With bodybuilding, you can make money in one of two ways. You can earn a few thousand dollars if you win a show, a pro show, and a few thousand might be stretching it unless you're, in a, you're competing in the men's bodybuilding division at the IFB Olympic the Olympia competition, the IFBB. The second way is from endorsements. 
which are few and far between because bodybuilding is not a mainstream sport. You might get a supplement sponsorship where you get free supplements, but not many actually get money to pay for competition expenses. So if you don't win or place where there is prize money or have any financial support from an endorsement, you will pay for all of your costs of competing. That's a hobby. These costs will add up. So even as a so-called pro, you need additional profession, some other stream of income that's going to provide you the income and support that you need. So compete and try to earn pro status where it's fun for you. You might fall in love with the first federation you compete in. Great. Or you might try a couple to find out where you fit best. Once you find the right fit, dump your energy and focus into that one federation because you want to, not because you feel you have to out of loyalty. No, you won't make any money literally from competing. The credibility from competing does give you the ability to add to your resume something very important, and it gives you the ability to make more money as a fitness trainer or as an add-on to your resume for some other niche in the industry if that's something that interests you. In other words, what what you're doing with your pro status is you're leveraging it. And this can increase your potential to make money in other ways, not from the act of competing itself. Being a pro doesn't mean you're going to get on the cover of a magazine either. 10 years ago, maybe, but not now. You need more than just a pro card. You need a, a marketable image and a following. And because bodybuilding is not mainstream, you won't see the sport broadcasted on mainstream television or any of the pro modeling mainstream fitness clothing brands like Under Armour or Nike, even as a pro for 99% of them across all federations and divisions, competing itself is still a hobby. And like I mentioned in the last episode, think of it like golf, which is also an expensive hobby. Compete because it's fun and you love it. Have a budget set aside for expenses and don't skimp on creating your best package because everything counts. It takes a lot of time and effort day in and day out to prepare for a show, especially if you want to win or even earn a pro card. The last thing you want to do is blow your chances on things that were totally avoidable if you were better prepared with a complete package. Hopefully you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please, please, please let me know. I would love to, if you're down with it, tag me. I will repost you on Instagram and leave me a review. And if you've not had a chance, go to www.eeinbb.com. That's eeinbb.com. There's a free ebook you can download called Five Things Every Competitor Needs to Know Before Your Next Show. Thanks so much, guys. I will see you in the next episode. What are the things you need to know before competing in a bodybuilding competition? The Everything Else in Bodybuilding podcast is dedicated to taking out the guesswork in the industry and exposing all these strategies. Learn five things I think you should know before your next show by downloading your free ebook called Five Tips Every Competitor Needs to Know Before Your Next Competition at www.eeinbb.com. It's all the no-nonsense information you need, whether you are male or female, bodybuilder, physique, figure, bikini, or wellness competitor. It's free, so just go download my five tips every competitor needs to know before your next show at eeandbb.com.